Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Lil Raven, bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports. From our studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. On Saturday, April 30th, Valdez and Stevenson, the world's two best junior lightweights, will meet in a title unification matchup for all the ages at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Vegas. Of course, don't miss Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube with special guest Warren G. Bro, the throwback concerts are sick, I feel like dude. it's like the Open Smoke concert. I almost. love it. At Michelob Ultra Arena on May 14th. And, uh, yo, WNBA is back. The Vegas Aces, one of the best in the league, finally back chasing a championship. And their first home game is on May 8th at Michelob Ultra Arena in Mandalay Bay. As always, come say what's up while we're recording inside our studio at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Love to see you. Bang on the glass. We'll go nuts. Uh, look, we got another great episode for you guys. Uh, I can't wait for this one. We got an audience. Our boy Chris, Chris is Our always boy here. Chris back with the best fucking hair yeah. in the game. Let's go. Uh, one of the best receivers in the NFL. You've probably seen him all over the news lately for signing his massive new contract with the Super Bowl champion Rams. A Rob Allen Robinson. Welcome to the show, man. Man, thanks for having me. Let's go. How you feeling? You're in Vegas. I feel great. Feel great. Yeah, nimble, yeah. ready to go. Definitely. Before the trip, we're getting him right now in the very beginning, the freshest. Well, for me, it's been a. Uh, a switch of time zones, you know, okay. going from Eastern to Pacific, back to Eastern, now back to, you know, this West Coast time zone. So, did you just get settled in LA? Yeah, so I actually came. So I live in uh, New York in the off season. Okay, so I went from New York to LA to sign, back to New York, and then here. So, wow, yeah. So are you officially moving though? Completely, you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm moving. Um, so my spot is in Chicago. So I'm in the process of moving that now. Okay. Moving to LA, you house shopping right now? What's going on? Yeah, I am. I am. So I'm I'm taking my time though, but I'm house shopping. Uh, uh looking like Hidden Hills area, Calabasas area. So nice, doing it right. Yeah. House shopping in LA right Lots now. Lots of land. Got to get a pool. Calabasas, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. I mean, got to do it. Got to do it California style. So I always thought like if you go to LA and, and you know you're young and successful and athlete, everyone wants to be in the Hollywood Hills because I that's like the place to be. It's not. I tell yeah. you, Calabasas right now with the land, get the pool. You're away from all the craziness. Yep. Yep. And if you want the craziness, it's you just go what, to like it. 30 minutes away, right? Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. You're doing it right. Exactly. I feel like the drive to the to the facility, though, from Calabasas. Well, the facility is in uh, Thousand Oaks. Okay. Okay. So it's not that bad. Yeah, Practice like, minutes. like 15, 20 minutes. See? Boom. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Look, it's solved right now. Now, now the drive to SoFi. Yeah, that's rough. Now, that's a different story. That's rough. I haven't made it yet. So, I mean, I haven't taken that drive yet, but I've heard about it. So, that'll take you a minute. Yeah. Stuck in traffic? The worst problem. Yeah. Traffic out there gets real. It's no joke. Gets it real. is no joke. How many hours before a game do you go to the stadium? Well, so, I mean, Chicago is very similar with the facility being in, um, in uh, Lake Forest and the stadium being downtown. So, for me, I'll be down there the night before, but for my parents, they say sometimes on game day, it'll take two hours. You know, it was like uh, on the 100th anniversary year, I think they said that game, it may have took them three hours to get downtown to the stadium from like the suburbs in Chicago. So, oh, very similar. Three hours to get to the stadium? Yep. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yep. But you need to be there what? Like three hours, four hours well, for the game? typically how we do it, um, and I'm assuming they do the same, is uh, the team stays in the hotel the night before. Okay. So, All you're right. typically close around, around the area, but it's always the drive. Going into yeah, get to the hotel the night before. You yeah, know, that's the that's the drive that everybody kind of talks about. And then you just go right over in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so the entire team stays in a hotel the night before every game? Yeah, some teams some teams don't. Um, majority do though. 
Okay, that's cool. And like you, every meal is yeah, the same so, and everything. So you got the meal, meeeting rooms, all that. Like at the hotel the night before. Family, girlfriends, no, just uh, just the players. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, so like it's like the players' floor, but okay. like you still got family and stuff. Stay at the hotel. You know, okay. they just can't stay on the player's floor. You know? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, got to just make sure no one's out going crazy yeah, and all yeah. hammered. Curfew. That's smart. 11 o'clock curfew, typically. That's smart. So. Yeah, let's let's just, <laughs> the variables, let's yeah. ease them down as much as possible. Okay. All right. As as big fans of the NFL as we are, this past offseason has been nuts. How stressful is the free agency process from a player's perspective that's a free agent? It's stressful from a sense where it's like, it's just so much unknown. You know, and for me, once it got to, like, Thursday, it was so many teams involved and stuff where it's like, I'm just trying to get this shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, like, like figure out the best situation, get that, get it done. You know, because that's the thing. It's like, once it starts, you know, you're on the phone and stuff. Like, once free agency, like, actually opens and it's past a tempering period, you know, you can kind of, like, like, talk to everybody and stuff like that. Man, you're constantly on the phone, like, nonstop, like talking to your agent, maybe coaches, you know, once that period kind of opens up and stuff like that. So, and even some guys taking visits, you know, so it's so much going on, you know, where it's like, okay, like, let's just, let's get this done. Are you, are you reaching, are players reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to players a little bit? Like, yo, what do, what do you think? Should I come through? Yeah, are they hitting you up? Not, it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's both. Yeah. Both. And then, like I said before, once you get to, once free agency opens, then coaches can contact you, right? You know, and stuff like that as well. So it's a whole element of of, of like everything, and then you can take visits and stuff too. So it's, you know, you got some you got some teams trying to get you on a on a flight to take a visit. You got some teams calling. You got some players calling. Some, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's it gets chaotic. Do any of the players or your friends try to persuade you to go check out their teams and look at what they have to offer? I won't say persuade you, you know, but if you like make a call here or there, like hey, like you right. know, like. How you feel about this, or you know, and then typically, I mean, if you're close with some guys, they'll 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 keep it real with you. LA's beautiful. I just want to throw out the nice <laughs> yeah. weather. I love like the public, the tweets. You know, get oh, yeah. it, get yeah, the yeah, news yeah, route yeah, up, yeah, get yeah, the yeah. fans route up, so they tweet at you a little bit. Yeah. Like, yo, choose that this city, choose yeah. that city. Are you are you having like a lot of the conversations, or are you pretty much just try to just push it all to your agent and let him make the best decisions? So even if so, pretty much we're like super in tune with what's going on, where I want to be at. Right. You know, like the different situations, you know, like we're talking nonstop. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, hey, bring me this deal and then it's done. It's like because how I look at it is for myself, I'm going to my ninth year. So everything is kind of like a sliding scale, you know, when it comes to team versus, you know, uh, contract, you know, all that's like a sliding scale. Right. And everything is kind of like different, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying as far as like a contract from L.A. Rams, you know, what I'm saying the value of that is different. Right. Sure. You know, then going somewhere else. Right. You know, so that's kind of how you, I'm saying how you you got to weigh like where the team is at, the money you're getting, the years, the city, all of that, like kind of into one, where was football specific versus like lifestyle in like how you're making your decision. Football was number one. Yeah. Football was number one. Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Not too. That's the thing. It was a, it was a no-brainer. Crazy, beautiful stadium, no-brainer. beautiful weather, all that no ton of brainer. shit to It do. was like, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, luckily for me, you know, I was able to get uh, the best of all worlds, you know, when it comes to, like I said before, Super Bowl champion, great coach, great quarterback, great team, great culture. It's Los Angeles, you know. I mean, not to mention a very, very large amount on the contract. Yeah. We won't, we won't yeah. say the not number, but you can, you can Google yeah. it. It's, <laughs> it's all public now. Not to mention it's, it's there, too. There. I... Are you like, are you always looking for 
I feel like it's always been funny for me to look at contracts on like years betting on like long term mm -hmm. versus money you're trying to get a new contract. Is that three years like a sweet spot? For you, it's like enough time where you can know you can make another decision afterwards if you wanted to versus trying to push for more. Yeah, I think it's like the perfect spot because it's like um, so much change. I was in Chicago for four years. Right. And I got there in what, 2018. Now, I want to say maybe on that team that I was on, it's maybe two players on that team. And that's four years. You know, so okay. new head coach, new right. GM. Uh, maybe, like I said before, I think only players is Eddie Jackson, Cody Whitehair, maybe a couple other who was on that team that was there when I first got there in 2018. That's only four years. Just changes. You know, so, so, so many things change in yeah. NFL. You know, it's such a drastic change sometimes as well. You know, where that three to four year spot on a contract is a, is, is about, I would say, right for, for the NFL. Choosing that like one sect and then pretty much it yeah. all recycles after three yeah. years or something. Do you get... Do you hear first? Like, I feel like we've heard a lot of people finding out where they're going, like, in the news somehow. Oh, no, 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 no. You heard it first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're no, I knew exactly. Like, I made, like, like this was, is where I'm going. It was, okay. Yeah. This was it. It was dialed yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, who gives you the final call? Your agent? Sean McVay? The Rams? Oh, so it's like, how it works is you typically make the final, you know what I'm saying? Like, you make the final call. Yeah. You, know? you got so the contract, like, and you're like, all right, I'm signing. Yeah, or it's like, pretty much you have a couple teams or a few teams kind of like, this is where these teams are at. And it's solidified, you know? God, it was for me, it's like, okay, like, I got 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? 15 minutes to make a decision. <laughs> Do you, how is it? When you finish, is it, like, excitement, relief? Man, it's, uh, because you have, for me, it was kind of so much adrenaline and everything kind of over a four-day span. Because, I mean, it's literally, it's like, how you would, how you see on movies and shit of, like, the the stock market. You know right, how, how like how it's kind of it's that <laughs> like, like esque. Yeah, you know. So it's like once you kind of like once it all happened, it's like, like I probably didn't wind down from it all till like Friday. Yeah, you know the I mean, ups and like, downs of it all. Like settling, like I'll probably say Monday, Tuesday this week, it all kind of settled down, settled in. I'm back to my normal regimen and stuff like that. My phone isn't just going crazy sure. off the hook. I'm not taking twenty calls. 30 calls in a day. Yeah. You know, everybody's kind of calmed down. My family know where I'm going. It's all kind of settled, you know, and it's. You can actually like sit yeah, down yeah. and and take it all that, in. That's the thing. It's like, for me, I wasn't tapped into social media. I mean, I wasn't talking to like, you know what I'm saying? Like my friends. It's not like I wasn't like talking to them. It's like, you so locked in. It's like, you can't really have any added extra emotion, any right. added extra opinions. You know, you got to lock into what's happening, the different situations, like what you're valuing and how that's going. You know, so for me, even like my parents and my sister, you know, they're like calling me. I'm kind of keeping them like abreast, but like very loosely. You know what I'm saying? So maybe last week through the process, I may have talked to them two to three times, you know, like if that, you know what I'm saying? Really about two times before the deal got done. You know, I talked to my dad Thursday morning, the day I signed, I called him. I said, hey, like you by yourself? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because I know my mom, and she's going to ask me a ton of questions, my sister. So I talk to my dad, like, yo, like, you by yourself? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, like, like this is kind of what it's looking like, you know? Like, like this is where, this is ideally where I think I'm going to end up, you know? And then later on that day, that's where, that's what ended up happening. But um, that's kind of how that. And then it goes public, out. and you're, I'm sure after that, your phone goes even crazier. Yeah, for sure. Then the announcement yeah. happens. Then you got to call in. Yeah. 
Adam Schefter and everyone else has an opinion what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Every morning show, ESPN, yeah. first take trying to get you on. And that's the thing. And it's like you go through so much of being on the phone where it's like if it feels like you're like doing media almost. Not like doing media, but you're talking to your agent. You're talking to teams. You're talking to so many different elements involved right to where it's like this past week is like, i don't even want to talk to nobody yeah i just want to just chill let it settle in and we roped him in on a podcast guys you don't want to speaking of contracts yeah yeah once you, you sign that contract no one knows how it really works at least i don't how do nfl players like get paid like do you walk into a county with like a blank check and you write void and you just hand it to them no, like, no. so it how every it two weeks is, so it's like uh it's it's, it's direct deposit and then, but like the payment schedule, it's like it's, a, it's like it's paid out. Like basically, so like your bonus and stuff like that is paid out over to whatever, however that's kind of like orchestrated in the contract. Yeah. And then you have like what's called your P five salary, which is like your salary that you get for the season, which is paid out now over thirty six weeks from what September to whenever I want to say probably now like end of March. So you don't get paid in the off season. We do now. Okay. We do now, but some players do. So, like, if you're getting a bonus, you may have, like, and you see sometimes, like, when, the, when like, you'll see on Center that this person is due this amount of money in March. Right. Got or, it. Or, you know what I'm saying? So the it's signing it, bonus it, or the it, roster it, bonus. It, it all kind of plays out based on how it's negotiated and how, like, the what they call the cash flow okay. of your contract is also negotiated. Very large direct deposits getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> we hit it, baby. Uh, that's it, man. Congrats. Appreciate it. You got to be hyped. It. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sorry that you are going to be introduced to California tax, but... That sucks. It that that was the only the only downside. Only drawback. The only downside. But again, I mean, I think that you can, you know, a couple of Super Bowls makes that up. So it does. And tell them to pay a little bit in Bitcoin <laughs> and you're good. Yeah. You'll be good. I feel like once you get to this part of your career, right? I feel like a lot of obviously you want to make sure that you're getting the proper contract. You always want to win. But then you get to the point, this is your third contract, where that has to just be all right, cool. I I don't know how much time I really have left in the NFL. You never know, which is a complete unknown. Ring, like I do not want to leave this world without a ring on my yeah. finger somehow. As that has to be like the number one priority coming in. Yeah, with the Rams, well, um, right? again, it's all about. I'm a I'm a big situation guy. You know, I, I never feel like you can uh, chase a ring because there's so many different variables that can happen during the season. Of course, yeah. You know, so it's all to me about situation. You know, where do I situationally feel like I can be successful and help this team? be his best, you know, which ultimately then in your eyes is a Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, gives you like, the best opportunity. Exactly. Like, you know, even, even when I went to Chicago, you know, it wasn't like at that time Chicago was coming off of a 3-13 and season. It was the best best situation for me, for them, you know, and in that four years we went to the playoffs twice. We had one losing season in four years, you know, uh, and, and a couple of those teams could have made some playoff runs even though we lost in the first round of the playoffs, but yeah. it's the same mentality. Like, I'm going there in mind to help this organization get to a Super Bowl. You know, granted, the Rams are coming off of a Super Bowl, so it's a little bit different of a of a perspective, you know, but still for me it's the same thing is, you know, this is what I bring to the table. For sure. You know, I want to help them win another one. It must be wild to walk in, like, with a team that just won the Super Bowl, right? Is that How motivating is that? It's very, extremely motivating. Yeah, like. Extremely motivating. One of the most motivating things that I've had, you know, in my career is being able to step into an organization who's already won a Super Bowl. Especially players, too, that you're playing alongside yeah. with who know the feeling, who've been there, did exactly. it. Like, all right, man, exactly. I, I need this. I want this, exactly. right? It's very motivating. Uh, difference from you as a rookie to now, how do you spend your money now versus how you did when you got your first contract? Pretty much the same. I'm super cheap. Really? Yeah, Good. super, Good. super cheap. You know, uh, anybody who knows me knows that. You know, I don't 
I haven't uh I haven't I haven't bought a car since I've been in the league. Really? Wow. You know, yeah. So I don't have any I haven't made any crazy purchases like that or anything like that. So. Oh, you're playing the smart long game yeah, here. Yeah. Good. You have to. You know. And that's what it's like for me. It's like during season. Ninety-seven percent of my time is spent driving to the facility. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. You know, and then in the off season. I'm traveling a decent amount, so I'm not driving anyway. I'm typically Ubering. Right. You know, so it's like I don't need a car just sitting in the driveway, sitting in the garage for no reason. You yeah, know, once I'm all, once it's all said and done, and I'm not playing anymore, and I'm taking my daughter to school every day, all then, right. I, then I'll get a car. Okay. You okay. <laughs> Call the dealership up at that point? Exactly. All right, so no crazy purchases since you came in the league, uh-huh. huh? Super smart with it. I like that. Except for this new L.A. house that's about to come in. <laughs> and, and, and and that's more of a it's know, investment you, exactly there you go and that's and that's when you're looking at it you know you right you purchase it more so from a where would i like and how would i like living but also what has the best resale value yeah you yeah know, at some point in time there you so. go double that money up um social media went crazy the number one jersey la jersey is sick it is it is sick it is what where's the number one come from why you changed the number so i wore one in high school Okay. I actually played, well, I didn't play. So Van Jefferson went to my high school as well. He was 12. You know, so somebody had 12. He went to high school with Van Jefferson too? So, well, we didn't go to high school at the same time, but he went to my high school. Okay. Got it. So um, his dad had coached uh, for the Lions um, and he went to my high school. But um, so he wears 12 and uh, Tutu wears number 15. Yeah. So, and one was available. You know, I, I, I wasn't going to pay for a number. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it's a new chapter. I love that. The new chapter. New number chapter. one is is like the jersey is sick. Have you seen it yet? Like, have you gotten one? I haven't yet. I really? Haven't yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you mean pay for a number? So some guys, the if they want to keep their yeah. number. Well, no. Some guys, like, let's say if I wanted to keep 12, I might offer Van Jefferson a little stipend to get 12. Yeah. Some guys do that. Well, how much money? What's a little stipend in? I mean, I've heard numbers going for as much as over 100000 Stop the madness. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like you can, if you want to change your number now, if you have a number and you want to change it, like mid yeah. so like in your contract, right? You have to pay a when fee. When I was in Jacksonville, I wanted to get Robinson the second on the back of my jersey, but they would have had to pretty much buy all the other jerseys. So for me to get the second on the back of my jersey in Jacksonville before it was a uniform change, I think I would have to pay like three hundred thousand. No, they can keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it. It's like a tax that goes to the fans, you know. Yeah, so they can, yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, if you really want that single digit number, but one since it was a new team, it's all, yeah. good. all good. I like that. We need to when you get that first one. We want to give the first one away on the podcast. Just let us know. All right. Say less. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, you got franchised in Chicago. What are the players' real opinions on franchise tags? Man, honestly. All right, let's go through the franchise tag list of a few guys from this year. Yeah. You know, granted, Chris Guy was a hell of a player. So, you know, it really didn't affect him anything like that, you know. But, uh, again, I mean, he got hurt on the franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? A guy who, you know what I'm saying? And, again, Tampa Bay, shout out to them, man, doing 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 right by him. You know I mean? He's he's done right by the organization. You know, they, they still paid him and everything like that. It was, you know, no issues or anything like that. Right. You know, um, the safety for, for, the, for the Jets – he was tagged. He got hurt uh, this year. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, a couple years ago. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like the slippery slope of it is when you're tagging such good players, the possibility of you being tagged again is high. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. You know, that's that's the main thing. It's not just about the, the overall tag. It's like, I mean, you're tagging a guy who 
you're betting that they're going to have another good year. Sure, you know? sure. And, right. You know, a guy like Chris Godwin before he got hurt, you know, was 1,100 yards, 1,200-yard guy where if they didn't get a deal done, they probably was going to tag him again, and yep. which they did this year, and then they got a deal done. Yeah. You know, but so you're tagging. We teamed up with the Hero Company for an amazing cause. Wounded veterans are battling PTSD right now, and with all that they have sacrificed, you can now give back to them. When you purchase the Hero Company's survival paracord bracelet, you're helping fund the training of service dogs that are given to wounded veterans at no cost to them. Pretty sick. It's a life-changing gift and a tangible way to make an impact. Go support the cause and get 20% off with the code DOGS20 at herocompany.co. Is that D-O-G-S? D-O-G-S 20. Let's go. Players that are very capable of getting a deal anywhere else in the league. Right. You know, so it's it makes it tough. It makes it tough. And that comfort or the discomfort of just having that one-year contract, not knowing if you do get injured, yeah. if you're going to be left in the cold the next year. Like, the comfort of not having multiple years, like, yeah, guaranteed. I, I don't need, well, I think it's I think it's a little bit of that, but it's also the fact where it's like, as a player, you feel like, I've played out my contract. Right. Yep. You know, like, this is the contract that I've signed. Right. I've played that out. I mean, I'll be able to make the next decision that I want to make for my career. Yeah. Or whatever that may be. You know, it, it, it may not even be a financial standpoint. It may, I may want a different, I, want, I may want to change the scenery. Right. So I may, I played on my contract. Yeah. You know, so now for me being able to get franchise tag two, I think even really technically you can three times. Yeah, it's crazy. It's tough. You know, look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell. He didn't have any choice but to not play. You know what I'm saying? For his standpoint being, okay, this is what I want. This is the things that I want. I've played on my contract. Now I'm getting franchise tag twice. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, like, at what say so does a player have any kind of control over their career and their future or the trajectory of where they want that to go? It's kind of a crazy rule, to be honest. It's ridiculous. The franchise rule. I wonder how I don't really know the story of how it came about, honestly, originally. Me it, it came. It, it started off being for quarterbacks. Got right. It. That makes sense. That, okay. that was kind of like the, uh, I guess, the history behind it was kind of so that teams wouldn't lose their quarterbacks way back. Right. Then it changed as far as, you know, a tool to where you can kind of use it. And Hold again, on, and I, and I, and it's a tool and I understand it. But again, from a player's perspective, yeah, you know, it's just something that you, you know, that you're not too fond of just in general. You know, like I said before, if I sign a four year contract and I play my four years out, I want to be able to make the next decision that I want to make for my career. Yeah, for it sure. might be something that's better for my playing career. It might be something better, better for me financially. It might be something better for me for my life, whatever the case may be. Yeah. At least give me the opportunity. Yeah. Give me the opportunity to make my own decision. It is there's the the different perspectives <laughs> on both sides of all of this are just wild. Yeah, because that well that one year and that because that franchise tag kind of comes down just like here. Yeah, can you put in your contract that you can't franchise me? Yeah, you can. Yeah, is that in your new contract? Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. I feel like that's probably something like. You have to at least try to put in. Right? It's tough. I'm I'm sure the teams have some sort of leverage when when players yeah. try to throw that in there. But yeah. well, yeah. Um, and a lot of teams will tell you that they aren't big on it, so a lot of teams don't do it. Some teams sure. use it as a, as a as a real tool, and some teams may use it sparingly. You right. Know, so it's there's so many. L- luckily, right. Obviously, you're still getting the opportunity to play, but like you said, it takes the choice. Takes a ball out of your court. Again, I mean, you still get the opportunity to play. Like, like I said before, man, it's, it's so many different things. Like, like you said before, man, some guys sign contracts, you know, strategically after their first deal 
you know, for the contract after that. Right. You know? yeah. So it's so many different things that go into it to whereas, you know, you not having that freedom or that control over your own yeah. career, you know, is, you know, that's the thing. It's like I said before, let's, let's take a player. You could take a receiver or whatever, you know, let's say their uh, quarterback who's their best friend or something left or whatever. Their contract is up like as a player, you would want to be able to make the best decision for you. Yeah. You know, to say, OK, well, my guy left, you know, maybe my you know, what I'm saying? maybe my coach left. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. OK, maybe I want to kind of pivot yeah. and do this. You know, I played on my contract. You know, I've I've done what I've needed to do. You know, yeah. my, my contract has been fulfilled. You know, time to move on. Or at least explore. Explore. Yeah, you yeah. Feel me? At least be able to see the other side. To have that kind of control where I can say, okay, this is this is made what I want to do. You know, I have that ability. So. And yeah. then if you don't with the team, is there any? There's there has to be some hostility, right, between the player and the organization at that point. There has to be. Um, in, in terms of what? Of just like if you do or you don't take it, right? Cor- correct. Yeah. I feel like a franchise tag is like something you get over text. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, just like franchise you're like fuck you know well it's one of those things where it's like again like i said before um it depending on the relationship between the player and the team and depending on how those conversations happen prior to i think it's some probably go smooth like i said before one thing that i noticed even in the and again uh not you know i'm saying not to speak too much on uh tampa bay and chris godwin but one thing that i i saw from the outside looking in was that you know it seemed to me that both the organization and him kind of had a solid rapport. Sure. Yeah. You know, even to when they franchised him last year, it was the joke where Bruce Aarons was like, yeah, it's not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, was, it wasn't it was more so kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it seemed to be that, like, the camaraderie with it was a little different. Sure. You know, that it was talked about, okay, if we don't get this deal done, we're going to franchise tag you, which then ultimately gives us more time to get a deal done rather than, you're not getting a deal. Right, right, We're right. just franchising. Okay. Those yeah, are yeah. two different things. Sure, right. sure. You know, like when you have the one where it's like, we're not even working towards a deal. Yeah. Maybe a year later, the economics will And be we better. franchise tag you. Right. Rather than it's like, all right, like we haven't got the deal done now. We're not going to let you hit free agency. We get the deal done a week after, you know what I'm saying? We tag you or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, which is this, that kind of okay. situation. All right. So there's there obviously there's a lot of variables that a can go a million different directions. A all right, to actual football, uh, how hard is it to have a 1,000-yard season? It's tough. Uh, what makes it tough is I would say the more the tougher thing about it is just being making sure that you're available for every single game. Don't get me wrong. You don't need – some guys don't need 16, 17 games to get it done. Right. But I think that's the toughest part is if you have a sprained ankle, you know, or if you have something like that, as far as being able to get that a thousand yards, a thousand yard season, if you miss a few games here or there for knickknacks, you know what I'm right, saying, right. for a sprained ankle, whatever the case may be, that's kind of the tougher part. But for a skill set, most guys, you know, who are pretty skilled, you know, who can go out and get it, if they're healthy, they'll get it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, I think that's the least challenging of it. Is that the besides winning a Super Bowl, obviously, which is everyone's number one priority? But outside of that, as far as individual. Uh, like goals in the season, what's like the biggest accolade for a wide receiver? Or like you shoot as a like number of catches? Is it yards? Is it? I would say uh, a definitely a high measurable uh, that has kind of been like the bar for a receiver has been a thousand yards. Right. Yep. I'm curious to see how that changed with, with the extra, with an extra game? game. Yeah. 
Um, but that has typically been the bar of, you know, did this guy have a thousand yards or not? Or even if that's 997, you know, it's different than a thousand and one. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's kind of been the bar, you know, and then I think everything else kind of plays off of it. You know, if you have a thousand yards, you have 50 catches, you know, that means that you're, you know, you put that thing it. down the field. You yeah. Know? Um, so I think the catches kind of just kind of come about depending on schematically. Now, if you're a guy who has, you know, uh, 300 catches, 400 catches over four years, you know, I think from kind of like a, a longevity standpoint, you know, that is, is definitely special. Reliability. You know? And then I would say I would say yards, touchdowns for sure will kind yeah. of be the number two. We'll, we'll be like one and two. Man, catching a touchdown in the NFL, what's like, are you, when you get, when you get one, are you looking at the crowd? For Are you sure, just hyped up, sure. ready for the players to come get you? Definitely, it's it's uh it's one of those moments because where it's like you know it doesn't it doesn't happen crazy you know what I'm saying crazy often yeah you know what I mean you have a guy you, you have you know, I don't know what the leading reception was for uh I mean a, a touchdown receptions this year was but I mean in any given year on average I would say it's about twelve to fourteen I mean you have an outlier year where somebody may have eighteen or. Something like that, but right. God, I just that's feel not a ton. Yeah, it's not a ton at all. Yeah, that's how important is the relationship between quarterback and receiver and the chemistry? I think it's huge. Um, I think depending on some offenses, it weighs a little bit more than others because it's kind of more of a you me thing. Maybe at the line of scrimmage, if sure. it's something that you see, something that you may signal me, and just kind of depend on how open the offense is. You know, like because you have certain plays in the, in the offense where you can get to five different things off of this one play. Just kind of depend on what the quarterback see, where he may give you this or he may give you that, and there's so many different things that he can do. So situations like that, it means a lot. But sometimes you have what you have, call it, run it plays. You okay. know, So a lot of teams who have a heavy call it, run it system, I'm not going to say it's not as important, but it's more concrete what's going on rather than, the, hey, if you get this cover two look, give me this. Or, hey, I just ran this, so we have a counter off of this. Like, hey, next time when I get lined up, if you see him inside, give me this. Sure. That's where it kind of goes into the cat and mouse and and, 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 the, and the chemistry really comes into play. Oh, come with Stafford real quick. Man, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, Being able to watch him over years, seeing him play, like I said before, man, Calvin Johnson, seeing him, seeing him play with some of the – some of the like smaller kind of slot guys like Golden Tate to be to be able to activate them in Detroit, you know, seeing what he did with uh, Cooper last year, you know, and some of those other guys, you know, Van, and just seeing everybody come to life uh, with him. I think it's two things. The two things that was special to me is seeing the receivers come alive with Stafford, and seeing players in general come alive with McVay. Yeah, yeah, that's know. true. McVay gets you hyped. Man, up. I've seen year after year guys, like I said before, whether if it's one year contracts, whether if it's draft, whether if it's via trade, guys who go to the Rams play at their best. Yeah. You know, and Coach McVay has a great ability and the staff around, you know, gets the best out of those players. Yep. You know, I've true. seen players that I've played with even once they've gone to Los Angeles and be like, man, like I really feel like I'm just I'm in a different zone. I'm in a different playing mind space, whatever it may be, and they're and they're and they're playing. I feel like he's he's our age too, right? Isn't he's he? 35, 36. Yeah, he's our age. Is Jeez. there something about very relatable? Very yeah, is relatable. there something about him being younger that you just feel like you're talking to someone who gets you? Two things, man. Uh, for me, having the the conversation with Coach McVay is uh, one his leadership, two being able to relate to him. And the third thing is just his confidence. Right. You know, the confidence that he brings to the table as a coach. 
you know, um, it's something that's special, very special. He's he's just on another level right he now, is. man. He's crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just wins the Super Bowl. Going back to Stafford, did did you reach out to him yet, or did he reach out to you? Have you guys spoken yeah, since yeah, you guys yeah. signed? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. So we've we've talked, we've talked, you know. And again, man, for me, um, we have we we both kind of have those Detroit roots. I mean, he's not from Detroit, but with him playing a long time in Detroit, sure. You know, I, I actually went to high school with uh, Scott Linehan, who was his OC, okay, uh, in Detroit. You know, so Stafford will come up to Orchard Lake a little bit and work out and stuff like that. You know, so I I, I have been familiar with him. You know, from like way back when I was, you know, in, in college and, and stuff like that, seeing him come around to the to the area, you know, so being able to being able to have the opportunity to line up with him and I'm excited. You got to be so fucking pumped for this I'm upcoming excited. season. I'm excited. Fired up. Excited. Who's uh, who's ta- who's talking the best trash from a cornerback perspective on, on the field? Jalen definitely brings it. You know, uh, I've played with him, played against him, not playing back with him again. Oh, Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. yeah you guys were together yeah, in Jacksonville. Yeah. So. That'll be fun. You know, again, um, definitely be some fun, exciting practices. You know, when you have guys like that on your team, you know, who are able to push you, you know, each and every day to get the best out of you. You know, once you get to Sunday, you know, things are a little bit easier. You know, if I'm lining up with with, with number five and it gets number five every day. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's that iron sharpen iron mentality. You know, it makes it makes Sundays, you know, I'm not going to say easy, but, you know, less distracting. You're I would say you're, you're as best prepared for Sunday as you can be. Right. Going through a training camp against a guy like Jalen, you know, uh, against a defense like that, you know, once it comes to Sunday, you know, you feel well prepared. Jalen talk as much in practice as he does in the games? Uh, he used to. Now, I don't I don't know. Um, uh, back then he did uh, a little bit. But again, like I said before, man, it's, it's, it's all, in, all in good spirit and all in the competitive nature, you know, of guys pushing each other. Yeah, trying to prepare you for sure for what's about to come. For sure. You got some big names on the Rams, man, like between Ramsey, Aaron Donald on that defense. Have you talked to Aaron Donald yet? I haven't. I okay. Haven't. Absolute monster, man. Man, I'm, again, man, when you, like I said before, when you had an opportunity to play with guys like that, you know, who elevate the game to such a high level, you know, only thing it does is it, it creates that mentality with everybody who wants to make a play. Yeah. You know, even, even as I'm joining the Rams team, as I'm watching tape and things like that and seeing where I fit in at, it's like, it's like you want that opportunity to make that big play. You know, you see Aaron Donald go make a sack. You see Jalen get a pick. You see Cooper score a touchdown. You know, those are things as a player that drive you to want to be as great of a player as you can be, you know? You try to outbench Aaron in, in the weight room or nah, anything? Or? Nah. <laughs> What's he bench? It's like 480, right? 500 pounds. 500 pounds? I, I don't know. I don't want to know. He was he, <laughs> he 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 did a podcast with DK Metcalf, and they were talking about like uh, each of them bench pressing, and DK was saying something. Aaron Donald was like, "What are you talking about?" Right? You know, like <laughs> DK was like, "Damn, it's a lot." He's a he's an absolute monster, dude. He's like he's a, too big, bro, and he's really strong. That's yeah. the thing. And like, he like, can be big and just like kind of strong. He's really fucking. And that's strong. the thing about him, man. It's like I don't know how much he weighs. But it doesn't look like whatever he weighs that he weighs at. You know? Yeah, he's because like seven percent body fat so, still yeah, somehow. Man. It's it's insane. He's, it's not real. Uh, what hypes you up before a game? For me, as a receiver, one of my high school—I mean, not high school—one of my uh, early coaches in Jacksonville would always tell us that as a as a receiver, your mentality wants to be more so kind of like a painter mentality. You want to be calm, okay, cool, okay, elevator music. Complete you know, opposite of what I would that was. That was what he would say, you know, kind of in theory is like elevator music. You know, so for me on game day, I don't start really like amping up the music until like I'm in the stadium. I got my pads on. Right. You know, other than that, I'm, I'm kind of listening to something like pretty chill. 
You zen. Know? What's on? What do you? What's what's in the ears, man? Most of our, our games on Sunday, honestly, going to the stadium early Sunday. I listen to some gospel. Wow, okay, let's go. Yeah, I love that. You know, listening to that early, and then once we kind of get in the locker room and things start to kind of you know get amped up, then I kind of you know switch gears. You know, going Kodak, Twenty One Savage. Okay, there you go. You know. <laughs> ah, there turn, we go. Turn it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, you you have to get fired up a little bit, yeah, right? You sure, that energy's sure, got it. Sure. But it's like again, like for me and mentality, I'm not going out there, you know, tackling nobody or anything yeah. like that. You know, so for me, it's about how can I mentally get locked in and concentrate and focus. You know, to where I'm lining up, I'm seeing the coverages properly, I'm seeing the ball in clearly. You know, you want to have that Zen mentality. I get that. You need to like actually calm and focus and like on and remember everything yeah. that you need and, yeah. and get tuned in. Have you ever do you have a craziest pregame that you've seen another player do throughout the years? Nah, nothing too crazy. No? No, nah, nothing. No too crazy, crazy superstitions or anything. For me, um, one thing that I've I'm kind of adapting to is ever since I was a little kid, man, I've never really truly been able to eat that much before games. Okay. So some games, like I'll go like I may have a coffee. Like one thing that I started to do the past few years is beet juice. Beet I'll juice? Bang, I'll bang out like three beet juices before the game. Now, it will turn your pee red. <laughs> that, but You're just drinking a glass of dirt. I love that. I, but the, the secret juice, juice is yeah. beet juice? Beet juice. Beet juice. Yeah. Like, that's what? it? Just just strict beet juice? Beet juice. I wish I, I wish I owned a beet juice company. I have an amazing ad right I now. I would absolutely sponsor you <laughs> yeah. in a heartbeat. Beet juice brands. Well, what beet juice... Well, what, what the... What beets do is uh it it like opens up the uh it opens up like your blood vessels and stuff like that. Okay. You know, so for me I actually have felt that, you know, drinking the beet juice in the morning, I'll drink typically like one when I first get to the stadium, one like maybe like 15, 20 minutes before kickoff, and then one at halftime. And I felt that my win has been substantially Increased, really? Yeah. Are you juicing these beets yourself? Or are you buying them? No, no. So we have like, yeah, we have like these like uh different like like beet juice like shots. Oh, okay, or, you perfect. Know, from, yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah, and you're gonna be in L.A. now, so it'll be way easier. Yeah, yeah. The fresh pressed juice capital yeah. of the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> you have all sorts of things. Uh yo, 2014 wide receiver class. Insane. It was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. You, OBJ, Mike Evans, Devontae. Jarvis, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins. Who else? Uh, I'm forgetting about. But you already said Mike Evans, right? Yeah, Mike Evans was. Is that is that the best wide receiver draft class? I mean, that's the best one that I can remember. I mean, I think so. Uh, from top to bottom, yeah. You know, even having guys like who was undrafted, like Allen Hearns. Hearns was on there too. You know, yeah, you got guys like Marquise Lee, John Brown. Yeah. Um. Even he, I mean, he had he had a solid early on, solid few years with Martavius. That's right. You know, so you had uh, you had Dante Moncrief. But you like you had these receivers. Now I think you have like great talents and two. Willie Sneed, I think, as well. like the longevity of some of these players being at in that upper echelon for so many years for this long is pretty crazy. It's such a high respect level, you know. Whenever we uh, line up against each other or see each other, honestly, yeah. Gotta be cool, like if I sure. see Brandon Cooks, if I see Mike Evans, if I see Devontae Adams, Odell, Jarvis, you know, uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, it's such a it's such a high respect level, you yeah. Know, because we all remember kind of going through it together, being at the combine together, going through that whole process together to see all those guys have as much success as we thought, imagined, dream, and work for, to see it all happen 
is special. And it's so many special. flourishing, exactly. not just one or two. And, and, and we all know how hard, it, how, you know what I'm saying, how hard it is, you know, and how much it is taking, you know, and guys going through different situations, seeing guys bounce back from injury, seeing guys being able to continue to play at that high level and now have been doing it for going on nine years, man, it's, it's a ton of respect there. Plus, I mean, it's the best one that I can remember. Plus, getting there and staying there are two different things. For sure. Yep. Staying yep. there and then staying at the top, yep. that like top 5% yep. over the course of all of the other drafts, the new receivers coming in, yep. people coming in out, the undrafted players yep. playing out of their contracts incredibly, right? So have you talked to uh, OBJ? I haven't yet. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. He's still working on his potential comeback, right? Yeah. He'll be solid, though. He'll be solid. You know, he's a person who's – uh. Who has the mentality, you know, and he's and he's built to come back from adverse situations. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him bounce back. He's not going anywhere. No, nah. nah, he's not going anywhere. Uh what's more ruthless, Chicago fans or Chicago weather? Weather for sure. Weather for sure. I fucking hate Chicago the weather. weather too. is disrespectful. Yeah, it's bad, huh? Yeah. How happy are you playing in a dome versus Chicago? I'm excited. I'm yeah. definitely excited. You know, I mean, uh, playing in a dome. You know, uh, being able to get those eight to nine. You know. Great climate games. Oh you know? my God. And again, I mean, and, and not to mention, you know, it is SoFi, you know, which is a special stadium in itself. Yeah, very you know? nice. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. No wind, no snow, none of that bullshit. No nothing. How much? How difficult is it to play in the really cold conditions versus just regular conditions? It's definitely different. You know, you get used to it. You know, it's more of a of a of a mentality thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, you have to make sure that your mind is right. You know, uh for me it's like I try to make sure I get my mind right early in the week when I was in Chicago. Like if I see it's wind and rain on Sundays, you gotta get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? You just okay, know you gotta like, deal with it. Okay, what gloves am I wearing this week? You know, like like I gotta get my 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 mind right knowing what I'm stepping into. I feel like as long as Probably like everything else. Once you do it a little bit over yeah, time, yeah, you just you get, get used to it. Easier and easier and easier and easier. I mean, it's still nothing that nobody wants. ever wants or <laughs> yeah, you know, that you signed right. up for, you know. <laughs> but you do get used to it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I would always see the players in Chicago and Green Bay playing on those snowy games, and you guys are just out there in short sleeves yeah. and nothing else. Adrenaline. Like, there's no, like, heating pads on or anything? Well, I wear I, – I, I don't wear sleeves, but I wear some shirts. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, I just so there is the something else off. under there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Sure. He's running on adrenaline and beet juice, man. He's like, man, good. Taking he's, a helmet he's in like your, your outer arm would. I was about to say, I mean, you do get some, like it. It does tear your arms up a little bit, you know. Yeah, when it's For thirty sure. degrees yeah. outside, snowing, windy, oh. fifteen degrees, fifteen, yeah, five degrees. That. Yeah, that's and beautiful and, Los Angeles coming your way. And I feel like the stadiums too on the field level, you get all that like the wind tunnel yeah. is down there. Oh, yeah. it's just nuts. Um, all right, now that you left Chicago. Can you give us your honest opinion on deep dish pizza? I've never been a crazy fan of deep dish pizza. Okay. Again, I, I've been seeing some stuff float around on Twitter, and I've been saying this for a while now that Detroit has been voted number one pizza spots. My favorite pizza as well, Detroit pizza. Detroit-style pizza, man. I've been telling people that for the longest, man. Shout out to Jets, as always. If you're in the Detroit area, other areas as well, Jets pizza. It will not let you down. My father's from Detroit, so yeah. There you go. Detroit Is that pizza, I shit you. And it just got popular in the yeah. mainstream within the past maybe year, maybe two years tops. Detroit pizza is the best pizza of all time. Yeah. And it's not even close. I agree. Not even close. See, there you go. All right. I'm glad we agree. Right. Chicago deep dish, pretty fucking trash. Yeah, as long as you can get... It's now, just, but see, what throws me off about the Chicago deep dish is because it's so thick, the crust has to be so hard. Yeah. Correct. To Crunchy. hold it up. To hold the soup. Yeah. <laughs> 
The soup has got to be like, it's too much for me. I'm not a huge Chicago. Sorry, but I'm just not yeah, a huge Yeah, one Chicago. piece and you're just sluggish. Detroit pizza, honestly, is actually very thin. Yeah. yeah. Not thin, I'm sorry, but light and crispy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have a couple pieces. Yeah, there you, you go. still go out and run a route. You, you know, know. you don't need a fork and knife. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're just, good. But if you play for Chicago, I feel like you can't. You can't you dog can't, on you can't dog it, not in public. Yeah. Well, I say this because I'm from Detroit. You can I'm Detroit it. style through and through. Okay, you know it's 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 no question. Good. No disrespect to Chicago, yeah. but it's it's no match for right. Detroit style pizza. I'll say I'll say Chicago pizza is yeah, fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. You just have to change it. Uh, what was all right? This obviously crazy moment. Biggest rival, Green Bay Packers. What did you? What were you and the Bears' reaction when Aaron Rodgers did that "I own you" thing at the at the Bears Stadium? Um, when he did it, I didn't see it until it kind of blew up on Twitter. Right. Um, for me, it's one of those things where it's like we lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at that point in time, it's like I mean, we lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really tripping on what he said or anything. It's like I mean, they beat us. He beat us. You know, at that point, when you beat somebody. You get the privilege to be able to say something. Yeah, run it a talk little. Your yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. just what it is. You know, so I mean, until next time, you know, and 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 we didn't beat them the second time, you know, we we had a good shot at it. But at that point in time, it's like, you know, you gotta you gotta beat the bully. Right. And that's what it is. If you want him to shut up, you gotta take the W. Got to. It's only one way to do it. Yeah. You, know, you can't sit here, cry, complain, and say he said this, he said that, beat him, and then change it. A hundred percent. You watch because once you get the win, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's only one way to shut it up. Yeah, I mean, so when you when you're tracking the season, especially now when you go into LA, and another thing too is with guys like that, you know, I got a lot of respect for Aaron. Of course, you know. So for me, as a, as a person and knowing Aaron a little bit, yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's like I, I I respect Aaron. So you know, what plus I think there's an echelon of players, especially quarterbacks in the NFL. A few of them that have just reached a level where yeah. you can get away with a little bit because they have they yeah. their accomplishments have. Yeah. Elevate him to a level where you can talk a little bit more shit yeah, than yeah, everyone yeah. else, right? For sure. You get someone who hasn't done anything talking trash. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, pal. yeah exactly. Hey, exactly. pal, relax. Exactly. Get a couple <laughs> MVPs first, and then maybe exactly. I'll give you a little bit of leniency. Uh, so, do you think that, like, going into like some of the Rams rivalries, are you excited for any of those? I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm excited to be a part of. You know, uh, I don't even know exactly who those teams are. You know, right. but, but I'm sure I'm sure as we kind of start getting into game plan stuff and once we kind of get into it, I'll, I'll find out who that is pretty quickly. But I'm excited, man. You know, it's like I said before, man, it's it's an opportunity that when you step into a organization like this, you know, a team like this, a culture like this, you know, to be able to embrace every aspect of it. You know, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it all. You got you got now you're going to like sports world. Are you going to some Lakers games coming up? Yeah, What's happening? I, I've never been to uh, Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. I've never been there before, so um, I definitely want to. Well, you never been to the the old Staples or no. Crypto? Yeah, oh I God. still call it Staples. I, 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 I know so. I had yeah, called yeah. it Staples the other day. Yeah, somebody, you have to. Somebody corrected me, so <laughs> that's it's Crypto. That's branding right yeah, there. Yeah. Is, is it being called Staples yeah, for so long? I, yeah, I want to see the Lakers, Clippers. I've been to a Dodgers game before, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big sports fan through and through. You know, yeah, you're a big sports. basketball guy too, yeah. right? Yep. Clippers or Lakers? Can you can you can you pledge allegiance I'm a, yet? I'm a I'm a Kawhi guy. Okay. okay. So, but I'm not I'm not and I and I was a Kobe guy. You know what I'm saying? So it was something that's like you know I'm. You're in L. A. Now you'll yeah. take all the teams. You feel me? You got them all I now. All the games. Yeah. You got them all now. You doing Dodgers, Angels? 
I'm with everybody. You got everything. Everything. You've you been me? to a hockey game before? I haven't. Okay. Ever? Hockey's no. awesome, man. Hockey live hockey, pretty fucking fun. I want to go to uh, I want to go see the Rangers play in in uh, New York. Because I'm like I so like I stay in the area and okay. I've always heard about uh, the Rangers games being being pretty lit. So They're that's kind the, of the one that I had in my head that I would go see first. It's a very fast game in person. Yeah. I mean, also, shout out to the Red Wings too. Yeah, shout out to the Red Wings dynasty forever. We had uh, we had Ryan Reeves on the show who used to play for the Knights. He plays for the, for Rangers, the Rangers now. now. He's the man, dude. We'll connect you guys. We'll get you which in the game before you leave New York. Sounds completely. good. But the Kings games are good because we play the Knights play the Kings mm. all the time. But when Vegas got hockey a couple years ago, which is our first pro franchise in Las they Vegas, wanna, they won the championship the first year, right? No, we they went. They went to the Stanley oh, Cup. Yeah, but we lost. It was yeah. hands down the best expansion year yeah, of ever. any of yeah. any sport of any ever. Sport. Yeah. But when hockey first came to Vegas, everyone was like, "All right, I mean, what, what's hockey going to do in Las Vegas?" And it exploded because Vegas had never had anything before. Yeah. And then we just got we got and the we Raiders. were just really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just sports. Is a basketball team next for Vegas? Oh, that's what they're saying? That's what really? they're saying. Really? Well, they just announced the other day, yesterday, that Formula One, we're getting a Formula One race through the, through the Strip. Through the Strip. We obviously, we have the NFL now, which is unbelievable. And then NBA and MLB, Oakland A's. Would it be a team moving or would it be new expansion? Expansion. It's NBA be expansion, would be expansion. Yeah. Okay. Adam Silver announced that he wants Vegas and Seattle, but they want $3 billion plus for the expansion team. Mm. So I am not buying. I, was, I don't think that's. I don't think that's too hard for somebody to ante up somewhere though. Yeah, few, I don't think it is it's either. A, it's a few billions floating around. Yeah, me, Drew, me, Drew, and Chris, we're going 30 percent each. We're good. And it's Vegas. You know, it's like the. It's it'll it'll succeed. I promise. Yeah, we'll go from twenty sixteen having nothing to like twenty twenty four probably having everything. Wow. And now I, the Oakland A's have two bids out on plots of land here in yeah, Vegas. Really? So, so we'll get baseball real soon too. Yeah. Wow. We might take everything from Oakland. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking Oakland hates us, right? Yeah, now, Oakland right? hates Literally. us. We might take days, and they lost the Warriors to San Francisco. The stadium yeah. moved yeah, across yeah, the yeah. new one. That's unbelievable. Um, where will Justin Fields be in five years? That's Justin Fields' question. Yeah. Uh all right. What's the most surprising free agency move that happened this year outside of you? Surprising. A lot happened. That's the thing. A lot happened. I mean, I feel like it was. I would say maybe. I would say maybe Von Miller. Okay. Huge. I would say maybe Von Miller. You know, um, uh, I mean, again, I was so tapped out of where guys were going and things like that, honestly, to whereas uh, when I just was surprised to see that he had went to Buffalo. You know, and not, and not like surprised in like a good or bad way. I just, you know what I'm saying? Seeing it was like. Didn't see I it mean, coming. Yeah, I just didn't see it coming. You know, but like I said before, once it kind of gets to free agency time, especially with me this year being a free agent, you know, I was so tapped out of where I didn't know where anybody was going. You know, I didn't really kind of find out that until like after I had signed after kind of my free agency experience. And I saw where guys were going and things like that. So I didn't have any kind of idea at, at all as it was going through. This I mean, was I a, like a couple of times B may have told me where a couple of dudes have signed when it came to like other receivers or something like that. But I had no idea. This is the receivers year yeah. everywhere. Unreal. It's been crazy. It's been real good. Um. What's your greatest NFL memory so far? Greatest NFL memory. I would say it's tough. I got a few. I probably would say um, when we won the division in Chicago. Yeah. Just because um, I think when I got there, you know, again, being able to kind of help transform that culture uh, so quickly, you know, and we had a lot of guys step into uh, what was a 3-13 and team. To then be 12 and 4, win a division, beat Green Bay, and win a division, you know, um, I think it was something that was special. 
You know, we had a lot of special guys on that team. You know, a lot of guys that came together. I think, like, especially when you play in a town like Chicago, right? Then they care so much about their football. Yeah. It's how how much of a roller coaster is that with the fans, right? When things are going well, when things aren't going well. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a roller coaster. But, you know, when you get big fan bases like that, you know, you don't expect anything less. You right. Know I mean, um, you take the good with the bad, you know. And, again, I mean, it's not. Can't always be the favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's not, you know. It's not as bad as it seems, you know. Um, right. Like, again, I mean, it's not as bad as it seems. I mean, you have your, you know, you have your trolls and things like that, but, you know, it ain't that bad. You you ever have, remember, like, a cra- uh, overly crazy fan base you went to an away game at? Like, just, just like, man, this is raucous around here. I will say, when I was in Jacksonville and Buffalo came to Jacksonville, Buffalo's fan base is pretty turned up. They're they, fucking crazy. <laughs> and they travel. They, they are travel, crazy. So, that was the first. I was like, "Whoa!" Like there, you saw the Bills Mafia. They're on it, yeah, yeah. That's the best nickname. Yeah, of all, I, of I was down in Nashville just for non-sports related. Just down there with my girl, and uh, we were walking that main street in Nashville. I don't know what it's called, but all the bars and all the crazy shit. People were going wild. There was a Nashville Predators hockey game that night, which was a Saturday, and then that, the next day, Sunday, it was there was a Titans game, and they were playing the Bills. So all the Bills fans were down there with their Bills jerseys, Bills flags. Running rampant on this just going takeovers, jumping mafia, on tables, putting people through tables, crazy yeah. shit, yeah. crazy. And I was like, dude, you guys don't even live here. What are you guys doing here? It was wild, diehard man, diehard. What are you doing in Buffalo besides being a Bills fan? Absolutely nothing besides worshiping Josh Allen. You know. <laughs> um, all right, last one. Give me your wide receiver, Mount Rushmore, all time, all time, all time. Four slots. So you get four. No order. No order. No particular order. They're just up there. Randy Moss. Oof. Uh, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, okay, Megatron. Man, I mean, I feel like for that fourth, I gotta go To. Okay, yeah, that's To. That's a good one. I like the. I like that Mount Rushmore. I, I, I feel like they were. Just, I feel like those are such easy answers, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I wanted to try to throw a curveball in there somewhere if I could, but I couldn't disrespect. You got an alternate? Any of those guys? You got an alternate? The alternate list is so many good receivers that I could think of, you know, especially a lot of guys who uh, who are, I feel like, who don't get as much love as they may should. All time? Yeah, all time. And again, I don't even, like, I feel like a guy like Marvin Harrison okay, kind of gets, you know, kind of swept under the rug a, just a little bit. You know, Chris Carter was a dog, Reggie Wayne. I mean, and, and again, I don't even know these guys' like career stat numbers, but like guys like Steve Smith. You know who've kind of really like changed the game. Who are you? Who are you a huge fan of when you were growing up? Growing up, I was a huge fan of Randy Moss, uh, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, um, and then some of the other guys who changed my game is like Brandon Lloyd, Stevie Johnson. Yeah, you know guys like that who really kind of transcended, you know, the bigger receiver and the route running ability and stuff like that. All right, real quick, last one. You're a big NBA fan. Who's winning everything this year? Man. This year, man, I don't know. I would say I feel like Phoenix is getting hot at the right time. D-Book is the They're man. They're good. They're really Phoenix good. Phoenix is getting hot at the right time, man. So if I had a favorite right now, I would say Phoenix. I feel like Phoenix has the best chemistry, has the best camaraderie, and I feel like they've been the most uh, consistent over the past two years when it comes to team, coach, players, you know, they kind of got the same group that they had, and they just gotten better than last year, sure. I think. It's going to be a crazy season. 
maybe catch a few games before you, before, you know, you know, little offseason action. That's the plan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Guys, my man, thank you for coming on the show. It, this Thanks was awesome. Guys, make sure you see in this season, you know, A-Rob killing L.A. And we'll, Uno. Yeah, number one. We might steal the first jersey, so we'll let you guys know if we get it, all right? As always, see you next week at the Residency Pod on Instagram. Let's go. Later.